You're now listening to the very first episode of I'm an Adult. Now what? Here's a quick preview of this episode. I had to decide, is this how I want my life to be like or or else I have to, I have to change something? And I think I just, something clicked and I, and I just decided to change my perspective on myself. Often people think a little too hard and, and don't trust their feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that I think trusting your feelings is, is and, and your gut feel on things and stuff like that is, is still very applicable to this day, even with all the new different things, even, and that's what you would do in the past, right? I mean, you think the caveman was thinking about, you know, the day-to-day life and, oh, you know, why is my girl acting this way in the cave and stuff? You know, not, not at all. He was, I'm excited. Oh, is that how we started? <laughs> welcome. Yeah, hey guys. Um, welcome hey, to Jade. my podcast. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. So I'm Jade. Um, I'm Jenny. And I'm Kyle. Today we're going to talk about a specific topic, but first we're going to draw one of these sure. cards. What are these cards? Sorry, for my, uh, my knowledge. They're, um, they have random questions on them, and I figured we could just draw one and answer it. Take turns answering oh, it. Seems very reasonable. So we can get everyone can get an idea of uh, who you are. Oh my god, these are so cool. Okay, Jenny first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And is this your first podcast? Is this yeah first ever? First? Nice. Yeah, you guys are my first guests. Perfect. All right. So this is the first question. Is it more essential to develop? Beliefs or gain knowledge. Dude, that's that's a thinker right there. That's yeah. a tough one to nail down. Mm-hmm. Develop beliefs or gain knowledge. Well, I guess your beliefs would be like your your principles in life, and then where you wanna, uh, what you think is right, and that sort of thing. I feel like they're almost two different things. What do you think? I mean, if you if you look at it as in a spiritual sense, is it is it better to just believe in things or to try and research and, and understand why things happen? That's oh. one way to look at it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would rather gain knowledge. Although I would say I'm a pretty spiritual person, mm-hmm. but like I would say I've always been the type to like want to gain more knowledge. Yeah. Always. But that's more of a want than if I think it's more essential to. Um, it's kind of a tough one. I'm gonna, go with, uh, I'm gonna go with um, to develop beliefs. I think uh, ah. I think a lot of the times in life you don't know what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. and that's usually the best time in life. A lot of the time, <laughs> usually when the most exciting stuff is happening, at least. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's not as essential to know things as it is to have a set of beliefs that guide you to where you want to go. That's very interesting. Oh, thank you. That's a very good point. Bring in the coffee. So what my thoughts are on this is like. Um, like people will have like their set beliefs, right? But then does that mean that like that's what they believe in? There's no kind of like changing that? Because I think the more knowledge you ha- you gain just from experience or just from learning things, you'll know more. And then maybe your beliefs will change because it's mm-hmm. like, well, the one thing that pops into my head is like somebody that is um, maybe like homophobic or something. Maybe if they have, they gain more knowledge or more experience or something like that, then maybe they'll change their beliefs. Yeah. 
I feel okay. like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So and and, and yeah. it's all about finding that balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel like this one was so so deep. Like mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Maybe we should draw right. another one. Yeah, Which yeah, one? we'll each draw one. All right, Jane, okay. let's see it. No, you go oh, for it, Cal. All right, so I got my uh, got my card. Uh, if I'm, I'm not going to lie, I drew two cards. Uh, my first one was, what was your favorite childhood game? And I don't know if that would have made for the best conversation, so I put that one away. I won't lie. And I drew another one, and this one was, what was your favorite childhood meal? <laughs> so uh, I got to say personally, uh, I loved French toast. I used to eat, like, a whole loaf of bread and I, I shit you not I used to pride myself that and brag to people that I once ate a whole loaf of bread of french toast uh, I'm not as proud of it nowadays as I was before but put a little jam on there a little syrup some extra cinnamon and that was uh, that was the dream on a, on a nice dinner my favorite childhood meal was probably any kind of soup like my family is amazing at making soup Mm-hmm. So, I don't know any kind of soup. I really love kanji. What's kanji. that? It's like a it's like a rice porridge, and it's like savory. Oh, yeah, interesting. It's really good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and can you guys say where you guys are from originally? I I am from Surrey, but I was born in Brampton, and my nationality is Vietnamese. <laughs> I am from Kelowna. Uh, born and raised there, moved to Surrey, Vancouver area, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, and I do not know my nationality. <laughs> Mostly Danish, I think. But, uh, I <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. It's more like a cultural thing, you know. That's right. Yeah. Getting the vibe. You're back. even partially French, are you? Mm-hmm. In some way, it's really funny to see the old family photos because, of course, in a Vietnamese village, it's Vietnamese people. And then one very white French lady dressed somewhere in the... Yeah. <laughs> it's cool to see. For the longest time, I didn't know who that lady was. And then I asked my mom one day. And she was like, that's your grandma. And I was like, what? Oh my God, that's like, so random. Yeah, I was like, who's this white lady in the photo? Yeah, you'd think the young young child would be like, why is she different? <laughs> that sounds like like a horror movie. You know, like when you see like the pictures and there's like one person no that one that, like clearly doesn't fit there. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's so that's funny. so good. Yeah, that's cool though. I like looking at old pictures. That's mm-hmm. what you guys were doing, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Nothing like a trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of like reminds you of like how like like who are you, and this always goes. I always go back to this, but it's like who you are in your essence. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then you can kind of get catch a glimpse of that um, when you kind of think about your past and 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 things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, kind of veered off there, but no, it's true. It's true. All the things that brought you to where you are now, including your favorite meal, Jade. What would that be? Mm-hmm. Oh man, as a child. Uh, I think I liked fish and chips a lot. Oh. It was like a treat though, you know, mm-hmm. but it's so greasy. Like every time I go back to Scotland and I try and like eat it, I can't finish it because it's just, it's too like heavy. And yeah. I'm like, man, I used to love this. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad always makes this joke. Like when I was a kid, he would, um, like we would go get our food and stuff. And then like an hour after we finished eating, I'd be like, Dad, was that fish and chips and Mars bar and blah, 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 or dinner? And you'd be like, yes. <laughs> like, what did you think it was? <laughs> a light snack, like, for later. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's funny. Nice. So, yeah. 
wanna... Was fish and chips a, a common uh, Scottish meal? You know, you, England has always got fish and chips, but... Yeah, yeah, it's pretty similar in that way. It's just... I know. It's like the McDonald's of Scotland, but people still eat McDonald's just as much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh. If you could be brilliant in one subject, which would you choose? I'd be brilliant in math. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's let's pause for a second. <laughs> Please dive into that. I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm brilliant at math, but as a an engineering student, you learn a lot of math. Uh huh. And I just want to know where your head's at. <laughs> well, I am not the best at math, so sure. being really good at math would be really good. And I feel like you get into so many things when you're like highly highly good at math like i'm thinking like a brilliant mind type thing where it's like you can are you just count poker cards are you good whale hunting in your mind or I, yeah <laughs> no, i'd be at? yeah basically right and then you can just like you know build rockets and stuff i don't know oh my gosh yeah no, that makes <laughs> sense. and it's like one of the hardest things for I, well i feel like it's a common subject where people are like i struggle with that yeah so if you could be brilliant at it mm-hmm that or like some kind of science, I but, suppose. But you know, and I, I'm sorry to hate on this, but I, I got it just because I've done so much. <laughs> like, okay, you're complaining about what? The quadratic formula in high school, you're having a tough time with that? Why would you choose to be brilliant just to get through high school, which you're already through now? <laughs> You've already done all your math. I mean, maybe you do a little bit of finances here and there. But, uh, and, and like, just based on Jenny's personality, like, I don't think you want to do math for life. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be like, what would it be like to be like one of those like really, really smart, like crazy smart people, mm. you know, mm. what would that be like? Yeah. That'd be really cool. Okay. Very good. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kyle? Uh, neurology. The study of the mind. Ah. I think that would be where I'd Oh, go. okay. You know, and I'd let some other brilliant person, maybe Jenny, do it for me. <laughs> I'd want to know, because you, you look at That's math. That's a good point. You know, you got a page full of symbols. And it's all about learning the different strategies to work through that and develop into, into a nice clean answer that you can oh. let a human solve or let a computer solve or something like that. Um, but really in the end, like, you don't necessarily have to have a complete understanding of things. The, um, the what was it, Einstein's theory of special relativity was nearly derived first by a guy who was just a complete mathematician. He had no understanding of the, the science behind it, but Einstein broadcasted the problem to a panel of people at a conference and this guy nearly beat Einstein to the punch and would have published that paper first before Einstein Whoa. so and this guy did not develop the theory this guy did not have the complete knowledge behind it he just understood the mathematics and was able to nearly beat Einstein in solving the math so uh, having a knowledge of mathematics doesn't necessarily mean you have a knowledge of what you're solving mm. um, yeah not completely oh, I really like that yeah no uh, definitely. so anyway definitely neurology uh the mind's a cool thing, and it'd be nice to know more about it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Would I'll you like to change your answer? answer. <laughs> I changed my answer. You're welcome to, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was I thinking like, like high school subjects, I know, you know? me too. But it's like... Well, that's the last time <laughs> you guys needed stars. math was high school. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, Kyle with the punches. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Do you want to change your answer, Jenny? Yeah, I definitely study like the, the brain and how it works and mm. then like go into like human behavior yeah, yeah, yeah. psychology i mean yeah, yeah. there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's more me anyways it is <laughs> fair fair yeah i feel like i would pick psychology too 
Yeah. Wow. Look at him. Just like, pers- what a I'm persuasion. Going for the brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think psychology would be like super helpful. Just understanding what humans, or sorry, why humans do what they do. Yeah. You know what's yeah. the best part about being, uh, I mean, I can't say this because I'm not insanely smart than anything, but uh, the best part about knowing a lot about something is that it's always interesting, right? Like mm. I don't know, anything, marine biology, chemistry, it's, it's always ends up being interesting the more you learn just because of you learn what you can do with it so yeah there's definitely nothing to be nothing bad to be brilliant at yeah so uh since my i want my podcast to kind of like help people figure out what they want to do with their lives Ah. and that kind of thing so yeah hopefully there are people out there who are like in their late teens early 20s and you know i feel like you get out of high school and you're like i don't know what the fuck to do yeah 100% so it's like yeah if you could explain what you guys do like what you've studied and your current job if you want to and how you got there and how you chose it um you can talk to him about that because i'm still in the process of not knowing what the f i'm doing but i'm I'm definitely slowly just like i feel like you just gotta like learn just figure yourself out and like try lots of different things Mm. and like yeah just like i don't know learn to be rather than just do i mean you can do but but like definitely learn how to i don't know be yourself yeah yeah totally well, I guess this will be an odd follow-up because I went to the STEM field, but uh, uh, just to all the people in high school out there, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> uh, don't let your lack of knowledge in mathematics define uh, what you want to do in life, right? I mean, it's, it's a very small thing, and uh, I always wanted to be an astronaut. Grew a little too tall to fit in the capsule, but the path to get there was always as an engineer. It seems to be the, the most common way to become an astronaut, so that's what I chose. Originally, I wanted to do mining engineering. I had one class on electronics and photomagnetics, or uh, what is it, like electromagnetism and waves? Yeah. And uh, the teacher there was super inspiring, and I changed my my desires to electrical engineering. I graduated in 2017 with a degree in electrical engineering, bachelor's degree from UBC Okanagan. And I found my job at Stantec Consulting in Vancouver. Stantec's a uh, the 10th largest by revenue engineering firm in the world, and I work in the water and wastewater um, division, if you will. Um, the wastewater is what people seem to focus on a lot. Whenever I say it, they're like, oh, so you, you, you go to poop plants. And it, it is true <laughs> that I do spend time at the where you congregate all the waste of a community, and it's unpleasant, as you would imagine. Um, one fun fact, though, you most of the time you aerate the um, sludge, <laughs> And uh, it actually doesn't smell bad. It took me a while to admit this publicly because, you know, it's a little, it's a little odd. Um, but it, it almost smells sweet and it almost smells in a way good. Um, <laughs> Interesting. But it, it's still, you know that you're standing above thousands of liters of, of wastewater. So it's still unpleasant that way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I always enjoyed math in high school and, so, and science as well. And I figured why not become an engineering student. Mm-hmm. Um, as Jenny mentioned, it's important to... Um, figure out yourself and keep focusing on goals. After graduating university, I found myself uh, rather lost. You know, you spent four years of your life with one common goal, one thing you really wanted to do. Right. Uh, and then you achieve it. And, and you, you, you're kind of sitting there like, well, what do I do now? Like, what's, uh, what do I even focus on? And sure, you have a job. And if that's what you want to focus on, that's great. But 
a lot of people in the engineering field I see spend their whole lives uh, toil, you know, working hard, toiling away till 7 p.m. every night and missing out on other things in life just because they, they really focus on their job and they keep carrying that kind of university mentality of just grinding all the way through the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with uh, with my degree now. And I enjoy my job, but I don't really want to. Uh, I see my bosses and how hard they work and how often they work, and I don't know if I want to end up there. So yeah. still, as Jenny mentioned, working on figuring out myself. Mm-hmm. No, that's very interesting. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people think decisions are very permanent, um, yeah. but they don't have to be, right? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I felt like that in high school. I always felt like every decision I made would be like a permanent choice and it's hard to kind of like undo thinking that way and just kind of relax a bit Um, yeah and then yeah what you were saying like about your your job it's like it's kind of cool to hear about that stuff because it's like you people don't think about where like stuff goes when you flush the toilet and you know like it and it's like a part of society like if that wasn't functioning it would be a major problem yeah so it's like really cool to hear from your perspective about like what's going on there mm-hmm. you know yeah it's going on <laughs> <laughs> like honestly a lot of my des- uh, a lot of the designs we have to do we're doing a upgrade to well, a kind of a complete revamp of where all of the wastewater goes from pit meadows and maple ridge in vancouver mm-hmm. that's a brand new giant pump station that has a big storage tank uh, there's huge problems in flooding and such in in those areas uh, and so the project will once it's complete, fix those issues and provide a means so that it doesn't flood. So it is kind of cool to transform cities and stuff like that. I mean, you can imagine what it would be like to have wastewater flooding your streets. That's something you don't think of in life because it never really happens. Yeah. Um, Especially because things mostly work normally, but times they don't. Uh, So it is neat to to think about those problems and think of all the situations and, and work through it. Mm-hmm. I had another point, but I uh, I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it comes back yeah, to you, you can always throw it in. Yeah. <laughs> um. yeah. And then for me, like I graduated with public relations. It was like a two-year program at KPU. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't like exactly what I wanted to like learn. I didn't think public... I, I just thought... I imagined public relations being different. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's like a lot of, you know... Um, writing and a lot of like f- things for the newspapers and and things like that and we didn't really learn about social media and social media is like huge mm-hmm. so that was I think that's they're actually changing like a ton of programs and stuff but then like for a while I was just working and um, so I do background I work for um, a marketing agency and I also work with young adults with developmental disabilities so it's just you know working and stuff but also like figuring out what I want to do in life because like I just believe in like something much bigger than myself like one of my passions is I always want to like I want to help people and I think I'm starting to like kind of I have all the ingredients Mm -hmm. I think I just have to sort of figure out how to put it together and there's like so many ways there's life right now there's just like so many opportunities you can you know go this direction or this direction go to the media direction or go there's so many opportunities um so you feel kind of lost easily it's like oh where do I start how do I start 
what do I do? Because like you see people like Tony Robbins or Gary Vee, um, people like that. And they're like there. And then they talk about, you know, find your passion and just keep going and, and keep working towards it. But it's difficult because maybe you found your passion, but, or maybe you didn't, you haven't found your passion yet. I think that's one of the hardest things. And then mm-hmm. like kind of deciding to follow it. Yeah. Because it's really like, and that's kind of like, I don't know, if people around you aren't doing that, it's hard. Because, like, people really live comfortably, and that's, like, really easy. And then if you, like, you know, say, oh, I'm going to drop everything and and do this, everyone kind of thinks you're, like, kind of being ridiculous. Or, like, you know, to be a YouTuber or something like that. And it's, like, where are you going to get the money? And, And then, yeah, it's just really difficult. Anyways, I don't know where that was going, but... But, like, for me, I think I'm starting to realize that I I want to help young people mm-hmm. with their emotions. Yeah, with dealing with their emotions. And Kyle and I were having a convers a very interesting conversation about how, in the end, I I think we came to the conclusion that emotions were kind of the most important um, when it comes to either thinking or feeling. Mm-hmm. And like you can think things, but it won't it won't be anything without the feeling right it won't be anything like without the emotion behind Mm. it like you can think something but there will always be an emotion Mm. but you can feel something and not think something so it's like emotions kind of like you know kind of the central thing that's needed right um in in human in humans yeah and so if i can help people kind of deal with their emotions Especially in young people, because I feel like young people are just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Which is understandable. <laughs> yeah. Because we're just, like, bombarded by so many things. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, and it's just so easy to stray into the externals rather than internal. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, and people don't want to be, like, sensitive, you know? Yeah. Because we are all very sensitive, but it's like, I don't know, just being able to control that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really helpful. No, I agree. I think that's kind of what's wrong with... I don't want to say what's wrong with people, but, mm-hmm. like, it's with a lot of people, I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's either, like... <laughs> like the way that they, <laughs> they view stuff, you know? It, but I know it's, like, not... It's, like, a product of how society is mm-hmm. structured, you know? Exactly. It's not, like, and you one have, person's fault. And you have to be, like, conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, that's not your fault. You just need to be kind of guided. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you guys wanted to talk about cell phones. Mm-hmm. What what uh, made you want to talk about that? Why don't you start? Yeah, what is it about cell phones you wanted to discuss? I guess the, you know, you always They're see... so interesting. Yeah, the very interesting, uh, like a, a transformational piece of technology. People are crazy about cell phones. People spend most of their free time on cell phones or, or iPads or mm-hmm. things like that. They can, they can spend it watching TV now. And it's funny to see, uh, it's probably the most prominent area of, of um, you know, generational gap or, or I'm not quite certain the correct words to use there, but you see some people who are, are dead set against cell phones and think it's, it's a, mm-hmm. you know, a horrible atrocity that people are spending all this it's time ruining on society yeah, <laughs> you see that all the time and you see you see very prominent people people who you know 
have a, a loud voice in things or, or are uh, very looked up to by people saying the same thing. Uh, Eckhart Tolle was one that I think you mm -hmm. mentioned. Oh, really? Yeah, he's talked about cell phones kind of, or just technology in like sort of a negative way. Okay. Yeah, which is really interesting. And, you know, there is, uh, there's a lot of validity, I think, to what they say. Like, if you let mm -hmm. cell phones affect you in such a way and and what they bring more importantly like yeah. the social media aspect of things and, and the personal views that often come along with being so caught up in that sort of stuff and 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 you know the insane connectedness that you have with everything nowadays right yeah um if you let that affect you in, in a lot of ways cell phones are going to be really bad for you right mm -hmm. i mean it's that's the truth you can get so caught up in things and and end up you can get so caught up in things and uh, I guess forget who you are as a person and, and just look at who you are uh, on Instagram or on mm -hmm. Facebook or, yes. or whatever. Yeah. And you see people often so concerned with documenting what they're doing that they don't enjoy doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so cell phones, uh, I, I know that's just a common issue with cell phones uh, and a lot of things that's brought up often is that people people think they're ruining things but uh, uh, it's once again just about finding that balance right it's such a funny, it's all about balance oh, it's such a funny <laughs> oh uh, funny saying and it's such a broad statement but i mean you can also fall in a creek and die outside if you go outside or you know so you can ruin your life in just as many ways as you can doing other things it doesn't matter what you're doing there's always there's always the good and bad that comes with things it's just about mm. finding that balance yeah and more importantly, just remembering to to focus on you as opposed to anything else. Yeah. Totally, yeah. No, um, I feel like what you said about people not, they're too busy documenting what they're doing versus like actually enjoying it. I feel like that's a major problem yeah. and it drives me nuts. Like, I can't think of anything worse than trying to like catch up with someone and they're just like constantly checking their phone. Yeah. And like, it's hard though, because with work, like, you know, once you become an adult, like you especially if you're self-employed or just like you mm -hmm. have a job where like people are constantly having to communicate with you to like get their job done too mm -hmm. um you have to check your phone mm -hmm. and like for our well jenna you do background work like um not full-time but you do still do it um for that it's like you have to check your emails respond to the email to like confirm that you saw your start time and mm -hmm. like um, your agent's trying to book you and it's just like constantly communicating through your phone and yeah. I like I had this period like early summer this year where I felt like I was like having a not nervous breakdown but I was just like so anxious all the time because mm. I just felt like I was like I couldn't live my life without my phone mm -hmm. and I had this like realization where it was like holy shit I like I can't not have my phone on me. Like, yeah. if I left to go away, like, go for a hike for three hours, like, I'd be like, oh, crap. Like, I don't know if someone's trying to get a hold of me. And then, you know, you go back to your phone, there's, like, ten missed calls, and they're like, where the hell are you? Like, just that. Yeah. I hate that. Like, it's just, it's and, so annoying. And with, like, cell phones, it's like, it, there's an expectation of, like, oh, you got to respond, like, right away. Yeah. You know, because, and that makes it more... It, it makes it a lot easier to be anxious because it's, you know, it's like, oh, like, what are, like, the social media etiquette, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. which I think that's another problem because, you know, when cell phones first kind of came out, mm -hmm. 
like you could text but like i don't know what it was like here but like when i first got a cell phone i was eight um i know that's really young <laughs> but my mom would basically just phone me when i went to the park which was like five minutes away from where we lived oh, yeah. um just to be like are you okay like she was so yeah, nervous of course that's the only reason i had a cell phone and i just play that like snake game where you yeah. like eat the dogs <laughs> so maybe maybe that's a really good place to, to take this is uh where, why and when you got your first cell phone. So you said yeah. you were eight. When yeah, was I was that? eight. Um, pardon? When was that? What year? Oh, um, good question. Oh, she's our age. So yeah, I'm, tw- I'm 23. So. Yeah, 2003 or 2004, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, around then. Right. Thanks for doing the math. I do it for a living. Yeah, how old were you guys? Go ahead, Jenny. Oh, when I got my first cell phone? Yeah. Grade nine? Grade nine. Grade nine or ten? Hmm. Ten. Wait, grade nine, yeah. Okay. And then I broke that one, and then grade ten, and I broke that one, and then <laughs> grade 11. I so, had a Blackberry for a while. Nice. And then grade 12, I had my first iPhone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, um, why did you get your first phone? What was the cause? Um, for emergencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just like, um, just keeping in touch with my friends. Well, for my parents' purposes, it was like you know for emergencies, like mm-hmm. just to contact them, and then you know it's like, Haha, I can call my friends. <laughs> was there a reason why it happened? Like, was there a a moment that caused oh. it? Oh, um, no, I'm, cause Julie got a cell phone when she was in grade ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and then I don't know, it was just really helpful. Mm-hmm. is julie your friend from high S- school uh, sister oh sister yeah, oh my god I'm <laughs> so sorry. it's okay Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> who's julie um yeah and what about you kyle i got my first cell phone in grade eight i want to say or yeah around my birthday in grade eight so it happened uh i went to a movie with a friend I don't even remember the movie now, but we bus there, and my mom was super, super funny. She wouldn't even let me get a job at Tim Hortons because bad people hung out at Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. That was the mindset. Oh, no. So you can imagine that level of safety being employed on uh, every day of my life. Mm. I mean, is she wrong, though? <laughs> <laughs> we all know that Langley incident. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm referring to when the lady came into a Langley Tim Hortons and threw her feces at the oh, worker. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Was Did you not hear about that story? So, Kelowna was a paradise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Glossing <laughs> yeah, over that one. Uh, we ended up, my mom did not know we were busing, and it ended up just taking a lot longer. I walked to my friend's house. It was about a 30-minute walk. Mm-hmm. Bus to the movies, came back, walked back home, and she had no way of contacting me. And when mm-hmm. she called my friend's house, I was not around, so she had no idea. Mm-hmm. So, I get home. I'm grounded. I got no video games, no TV, you know, doing chores for the rest of the week. Oh. And I'm like, Mom, this is this is so unnecessary, right? Like, you know, you could have just called me at any point if I had a cell phone, mm-hmm. and 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 this would have been all averted. You would have, you know, crisis averted. I'm alive and well, and 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 everything would have been okay. And that was when she got me my cell phone. So it sounds to me that all three of us got cell phones for emergency reasons because mm-hmm. our parents wanted to make sure we were safe. Yeah. So that's kind of how they started, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's what it, yeah. Right? It's like yeah, with good intentions and. But now. What do you think cell phones are for now? Well, I know my two nieces, Riley and Drake, and they both have cell phones now, and all they do is play games on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's still for the same reason that um, that my sister and her 
my brother-in-law want to contact them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at all times whenever they need to. But I don't, yeah, I, uh, it's just used it's for just, games. That's all it's really used for. And mm-hmm. social media. Yeah, that uh, too. They both have Facebook and Instagram. I'm like, what? Oh, really? Yeah. How old are they? Uh, Riley is 15. Okay. And Draken is, I think, 11 or 12. Okay. I hope they're not ever going to hear this. They won't. No. But, uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> find the podcast. <laughs> I never know their birthday and they're always upset at me. Oh, I honestly, you get like adult brain where mm-hmm. you just if time freezes and like mm-hmm. you know. I still think my cousin's like friggin' twelve years old. She's not, you know. I've yeah. recently stopped feeling that twenty ten was was very recent, and that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I think like the difference between like now and when we were kids is the smartphone because mm-hmm. there was like a cell phone and that like you know the brick with like yeah. no color you can do nothing <laughs> yeah and then now there's like smartphones where like literally everything is on those phones yeah like and yeah think, um it's really easy to give a kid a phone mm-hmm. and then have them distracted for hours and then it makes you know the parents life a lot easier yeah i see in my she's my aunt but she's 10. <laughs> oh, she's 10 weird, years old. It's a weird family tree thing. Oh, Shout out okay. to your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> your Anyways, Hannah, yeah, she's, like, just obsessed with her iPad. And and I remember, like, even younger, like, she just go on the computer or whatever, watch YouTube videos and play games. And it was just... Yeah, just like a, a way to, you know, distract them. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to run a daycare for like, I think, seven years. I'm not completely mm. sure, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like half the kids had their own iPads, like not just like a family iPad. It was like their own iPad yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to play like games and whatnot. But my mom would take them away. Like when they got there, it was like, okay. And then she'd, like, stash them all in the cupboard, like, <laughs> stack them up. And she'd be like, you guys are going to go play with each other. Yeah. And then we had a Wii where they could play, like, Mario Kart. But that was, like, you know, an after lunch thing yeah. or whatever. Like, it was, like, a treat for them. Mm-hmm. But my mom was like, no, you're not spending all day on an, I- an iPad. Like, you're going to play together. Yeah. And, like, if you don't know how to do so, you're going to learn how to do so. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Which is, like, I think such a great thing because I don't know what they were doing at their own home, but... I can imagine their parents would kind of be like, here's an iPad, I'm gonna, you know, get shit done. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm sure they would kick up a storm if they really wanted to play a game and they weren't allowed to. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing about that, though, <clears throat> I mean, I was, I think, three years old or four years old when I was learning my ABCs with Winnie the Pooh. You used to Aww. put the right honey jars on the wall and, uh, and you'd do it in the order of the ABCs. And there was a, there was a Winnie Pooh video game that I loved. And there's also, like, math video games I love. Maybe that's why I was good at math in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not to say, that's not much different than just giving your child an iPad, right? I, I mean, even at our age, we could just go on the computer and play games. And, and I'm sure we all ended up doing that or playing with Xbox or PlayStation or something like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not to say that we didn't have the option. It's just more prevalent now. And it's kind of like a I don't know, transitional period between what life used to be where our parents played outside mm-hmm. yes and us who we had both we played outside yeah. and we had 
some technology. That's right. Yeah. And now it's just less and less outdoor activity going on. I mean, you still see the park is full of children, so it's not like <laughs> people don't leave their homes anymore, but that sounded really creepy. <laughs> 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 just, uh, yeah. just the park Jenny and I walk by sometimes. That's all I'm saying there. Yeah. 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 yeah so, but I, I do know what you mean. I see it in my nieces once again, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they're being a brat. Take the phone, take the damn phone, play with it instead of yeah. anything else. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's interesting because I feel like we just kind of missed the period where like social media was such a big thing mm -hmm. because I don't remember really using Instagram too much until after high school. And like the main reason I still use it now mm -hmm. is for like kind of like advertising mm -hmm. because I've gotten work through Instagram because yeah. it's basically like my portfolio. Yeah. Um, but I kind of am like the type to post and then leave Instagram straight away, Yeah, <laughs> which seems really bad because it's like, oh, I'm just posting to share my stuff and I'm not viewing. Oh. But I just know if I stay to view, I will stay for too long yeah. and then I'll be mad at myself for and like spending time on that. And I think a lot of people that. have that issue. Yeah. Right. And, um, I think it's just really interesting. I would love to have maybe like, um, a famous Instagrammer kind of talk about how they deal with their balancing of being on Instagram and then living life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be very interesting because, like, how much is your life in, in you know, what's it called? The internet universe? Oh. The, yeah, cyber sphere. Yeah. You see a lot of famous people don't follow a lot of people on Instagram. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think Beyonce follows anyone. <laughs> Like, not even Jay-Z. Like, yeah, it's I mean, literally, like, zero. Yeah. You bet your ass they're not sitting on their couch at, at the palace browsing memes and sending each other stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. They don't do that at all. Yeah, totally. It's, it's just for marketing. Yeah. And it and it makes sense, too. And I, I respect that. I think, like, you know, there's that meme where it's, like, you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, where it's mm -hmm. just, like, basically saying, like, look what she's built with her life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like you do have the same amount of hours. So what are you doing with your day? Are you sitting on your couch browsing Instagram for two hours? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, are you taking, like, piano lessons or doing your math homework or whatever the hell it is? <laughs> like, you know, are you kind of bettering yourself in some way instead of just... You're basically, like, consuming other people's lives when you go on Instagram and it's not even a true reality of their lives. Yeah. So it's very, very toxic. And yeah. that's what scares me about, like... The generation that's kind of, kind of like right now they're like yep. 17 18 like you know we're in our 20s i feel like we just kind of missed that like boat where it's it's so prominent that it's like what everyone's obsessed about like in it's high so, school like i can't imagine that yeah oh I remember, my god like, you know i don't even remember what i was doing in high school but i know i wasn't on my phone mm -hmm, yeah and just like and even, like, as young as, like, grade 7, they're, like, you know, on social media. Yeah. But I remember playing tag in grade, like, 6, 7. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was playing tag in, like, when I was too old to be playing tag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I just love that game. Never so too old. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just, the way that people, like, talk sometimes about, like, I don't know, viewing other people's Instagrams or they think that someone's a certain way and then they're mm -hmm. not when they meet in person or oh my gosh okay 
So this bothered me so much. This is when I had a moment where I was like, holy shit, I, I don't understand people. Mm-hmm. Like, the modern person. Yeah. So there's, like, a girl who I won't name, but um, she has a lot of followers on Instagram. I know her from uh, from work. And, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know her well, but um, I would see her, like, Instagram stories and, like, her pictures, and she seemed, like, super confident. And, like, she would be taking, like, selfie videos, like, on her story and, like, mm-hmm. be talking and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I bumped into her, like, downtown, and I was like, hey. And then she was just like, hey. And it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was like, I didn't really, it's like she didn't want to talk. And, like, she just seemed really shy, like, super uncomfortable. Like, a completely different person. Like, there's nothing wrong with being, like, shy or uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, especially I don't know her well. I don't expect her to be like, hey. Yeah. But it was just, it was kind of, like, in a snobby way yeah. slightly. But also, like, I could just tell she was really uncomfortable with, like, with the interaction yeah and it was like i realized you think people are so confident when you view their instagrams Mm -hmm. and maybe they do have confidence in that moment when they're like in the privacy of their own home and they're just you know Mm -hmm. taking a video and talking about something but then like when you're actually placed into like real life they don't have that and it was just scary yeah you know it just, it made me uncomfortable. Like, I went home and I, like, was in such a weird mood for the rest of the day. Just, like, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just, like, what kind of life is that? Like, it's, like, two separate people. Yeah. So. That's very interesting. I wonder, <clears throat> you'd have to ask her, but in the end, it matters how you feel about yourself and how you enjoy your life. So mm-hmm. she could still very much enjoy her life, even if, it, you know meeting people in person is not uh, not her favorite thing to do or, or whatever. It's uncomfortable. She could still very much enjoy your life at home without mm-hmm. that. Yeah, totally. I was just, while you were talking about that, I was thinking about, like, how that, like, kind of personal talk show all started. And, and like, YouTube, obviously, was probably the, the mm-hmm. beginning of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. The name that came to mind was Ray William Johnson. He used to just do podcasts or, or not mm-hmm. podcasts, but just conversations about current events and stuff like that right and i don't know if he was the first person uh, but he was definitely the biggest i think he was the biggest on youtube for a while there Uh, and so it's interesting interesting to see how that's just kind of become like people bringing that into their everyday lives where they'll just broadcast what they're doing for the day or or what they do and and how many people are interested in that and feed off that Mm -hmm. and it's literally just someone going out there doing things you could go do i mean yeah yeah you know maybe you're following tony robbins yeah you can't stand in front of five (laughs) thousand people and and talk like not everyone gets that opportunity but there Mm -hmm. are tons of people that just watch everyday people Mm -hmm. do everyday things and love it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's such a crazy thought why don't you just go do it why do people enjoy watching more than they do uh, going and doing well, that's really interesting because I tried like streaming and Twitch streaming and mm-hmm. um, like streaming. There's like this app called Streamlabs where you you turn it on and then you just start recording it and then it's like a live feed and it'll transfer over to your Twitch or whatever. Mm. And it's just for me like, oh, it feels so awkward just to like kind of talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, you know, your listeners, they're not, like, there. Um, it just felt super awkward. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, 
people that like do those kinds of things definitely give I definitely give them some like you know like props like mm -hmm. it's so weird to you know and then especially to like eventually get a following like that's really impressive yeah but then I don't know at what point are you doing it for them you know yeah yeah versus and then start and then stop like living yeah your what your natural life would be like totally yeah like you're doing it you know where it's like do it for the gram yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah I totally agree. And, like, Twitch is the, the gaming, streaming thing yes. where you watch other people Game. play video games yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are talking mm -hmm. while they play. Yeah, and okay. But there's also, like, one called In Real Life and then people just do, like, whatever they want. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's, that, that one's quite interesting. Without playing video games? Like, mm -hmm. just doing anything? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a bit controversial at first because <laughs> people were like, this is the platform for gaming, but then it got eventually really accepted. Okay. Yeah, because there's, Thanks. like cooking ones and now twitch is just like for like you know streaming mm -hmm. yeah hmm. mm -hmm. but it's still mainly gaming like people would cook on twitch um that yeah, would be fun and... <laughs> <laughs> that would be i mean it's unique. like a, it's like youtube it's like a youtube video but yeah. it's like live it's mm -hmm. streaming so imagine like doing it for the gram but that's like every day you're like okay well what am i gonna do today? that's how you make your money yeah, how you know? that's gonna... really yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because when you're doing it for fun, it's a lot different. But mm -hmm. when it's like, oh, that's my income, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, dang. You gotta, you know, step it up. Yeah. It's like a lot of pressure. And I think, like, all of this stuff is great. And, like, a lot of people do that stuff and they do it well, like YouTubers and mm -hmm. whatever else. And I guess, like, in a sense, it's kind of like... um like a talk show host they have this kind of like persona that they have i'm sure yeah. like ellen doesn't go home and she's just like hyped <laughs> all the time <laughs> like maybe she is but you know people naturally need like downtime yeah so it is kind of like this persona like you're put in that environment yeah you know just like with the twitch thing like mm -hmm. it's something so like random to be like gaming alone but then you're like streaming it to all these like unknown yeah. people right yeah, you think the big people, like, you think they sometimes don't stream but still talk to themselves the whole time? Like, that's just how they game now? Is that <laughs> that's, right to... <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> oh, my, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of, like, translates a little bit because you're, like, with he headphones and a headset mm -hmm. and you're, like, you know, talking to other players and stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe, but... And, you know, um, but that's not... Once again, I guess I'm kind of playing the devil's advocate mm -hmm. here, but um, I don't know if that's a, a bad thing at all to have that word persona or whatever, because speaking for myself, I mean, I'm an uppity, uh, I like to have fun, I maybe make some dirty jokes sometimes when I'm around friends and stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, but then I walk into my office, which is full And of, you're like so professional. Well, you've never really actually seen me at work, you know, I could be a goof, right? Mm -hmm. Who knows? But uh, I actually am, I try to be professional, uh, I walk into my office and it it's like a different way you carry yourself and it's like you do develop slightly different personalities depending on your situation. Mm -hmm. And I, that's, I don't think streaming on Twitch is any different than, than doing that, you know, going to work and, and being a little bit more professional, a little quieter, being more well-spoken. Um, I don't think it's, it's a, a bad thing necessarily. Or, and if it is, people have been doing it since, I don't know, mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. 
No, it's. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Um, I actually listened to this podcast. I forget the specific one. Um, maybe I'll insert it after if I figure it out. The podcast I'm referring to is called Ologies by Ali Ward, and the episode is Phonology Linguistics with Nicole Holiday. And it aired on June 4th, if you want to check it out. And I'll also put the link in the bio if I can. <laughs> but um, it was a woman, a psychologist. Um, I think she was actually, I forget the term, but she's uh, a specialist for speech. Mm. And um, one of the things she talked about, which I thought was really interesting and like kind of confirms what you're saying, is that people are they do change depending on their audience so like how i'm talking to you guys is different from how i speak to my grandmother Mm -hmm. it's different from how i speak to like a cashier in the store or like a server at a restaurant or you know a child Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it just it changes you adapt to your environment Mm -hmm. and i think that's totally fine but the thing that bothers me and it's not like it makes me angry or anything it just upsets me and makes me feel uncomfortable when you're not comfortable with who you are without an audience. Mm. Because I think you can pick up on that. Yeah. Or at least I feel like I can pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And that's what bothered me when I um, like saw that girl downtown. It yeah. was just like, it's. I think it's totally fine to be streaming. You could be streaming like most of your day and whatnot. But when you turn your phone off or whatever are you okay with that person like ah, you know that's mm, i like that because i think that's the big problem with cell phones and i think cell phones are such a great um technology that we have there's so many like blessings that come from it you know you can like facetime your family that lives halfway across the world or mm-hmm. whatever you know you can work yeah yeah and the communication you save time in order to spend more time doing other things yeah. because of a cell phone but then I just feel like it's wrecked people's self-confidence. Yeah. And I feel like it's made people feel so lost. And it, like, honestly breaks my heart. And I just, it's so interesting because you kind of, like, I feel like I don't know what to tell people to, like, be okay with themselves. Yeah. It seems like maybe it just takes the interaction out of actually interacting with people. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You're talking to the girl who broadcast your group well. You don't actually interact with the group at all. And even if you do, it's on a it's on a completely different level than you would with someone, right? Mm-hmm, like if mm-hmm. I'm sitting in front of you, talking to you, there has to be some form of two-way communication. You can't be like, hey, guys, <laughs> when you're actually just trying to talk to mm-hmm. the one person. Yeah. yeah. And it's supposed to be a, a back and forth, a conversation. So I feel like it, it's just, it's like a way of, of, you don't even interact with people, really. You do, but not on like a, you can't actually in-person communicate with people right and i think that's where a lot of people derive um, a lot of meaning in life right is the relationships you have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't actually have a relationship with the thousands of followers you have you just have um, i don't know uh, you do have a relationship i don't know i, I don't know really what I'm saying, I guess. <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah and i think maybe the solution to all of this is i don't know you just like just like figuring out who you are as a as a person as um as a soul as a single soul you know mm-hmm. um figure figure out who you are and that's a never ending journey but like the sooner you kind of like are confident and and if you know who you are then you can stop 
you know, taking external factors mm-hmm. and like bringing it internally um, and like letting it affect you and how you behave, how you treat people, how you treat yourself, um, because you want all of that to come out from inside out. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, I mean, the best way. And then, like, I don't know, you can, like, learn a lot, you know, but, I don't know, there's, do you know what I mean? There's, like, something there inside you that's, um, that you just can't take from other people, Mm -hmm. right? And I think if people just, yeah, go from the inside out, I think they'll be a lot happier Mm -hmm. rather than, like, because a lot of people, they take external factors and internalize. It's like, oh, I wish I was prettier. Oh, I wish I had all those followers. Or I wish I looked like that person more. I wish I had that person's life. Um, I don't know. I just think that kind of kind of invites suffering. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. When you want to be other people. And it's not to say that, you know, you know, like, oh, this person's, I want to be more like that. That's totally fine. Yeah. But, I don't know, to, like, put yourself down because you want to be like somebody else. I don't know, I think, that's just really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think social media is just such a huge contributor of that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I noticed in one of the Instagram updates, it said there's now an option to select how many hours you would like um, oh, to wow. get a notification of when you've like used up that amount of time. So you could set it for like an hour on Instagram. Oh, wow. And once you've spent that much time like in the day, it will like notify you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried finding it like once I updated the app, I tried finding it in the settings, could not find it for the life of me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, now I'm spending too much time trying to find a <laughs> setting for this. So I just left Instagram. But um, I thought that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, look at Instagram being all like they thoughtful. Even know, yeah, they even know how, you know, big an effect Instagram is in people's lives. Yeah, but then like I was talking to someone about it and they were like, yeah, but also like people are deleting the app. A lot because they get overwhelmed mm-hmm. they'll delete the app yeah and then they'll come back to it when they're ready when they're ready so i think they were saying like they think um instagram is kind of just doing that so that so- they can keep their <laughs> oh. like, users up and i was like oh crap like i fucking thought they were doing it for like the bo- money yeah <laughs> yeah so um i was kind of like yeah you're probably right on that um but yeah, I think like there's that quote and it's uh, comparison is the thief of joy. That was a quote by Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, that's, yeah. And it's very true. That's really good. I think when you stop comparing yourself to other people and like where they're at, you'll be a lot happier. Yeah. But like you said, if you just aspire to be like someone, like that's fine because it's kind of like setting a goal for yourself. Mm-hmm. But everyone's path is so different that I feel like people get so caught up in trying to be exactly like someone else. But maybe your route isn't supposed to be the exact same because it hasn't been up until this point. So why would you expect it to all of a sudden like take the same pathway as someone else? Exactly. And And then you're just like, 
not allowing yourself, like, you know, what God intended for you to be or do in life. It's like, you're just, you're not allowing that to come through. Yeah. Um, just because you're trying to live another life or be somebody else. And, like, just imagine what people could create if they're just trying to be completely and entirely themselves. Like, read The Alchemist. I love The Alchemist. Yeah, um, did you finish it? Oh, my God, it was amazing. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God, that book is incredible. Yeah. It, like, it just, like, it was, and I read it, like, in the exact time when I, I should have read it. And, like, it's just, like, amazing. And then... Yeah, I hope people listening read it. Yeah, actually read it. Or, so like, good. Or reread it. Like, I even took some pictures of some quotes that I really Oh, liked. perfect. Kyle, have you read it? I actually, she read it. Yeah, funny enough, Jenny gave me the book to read. Uh-huh. Um, she had not read it yet. And I was, at that time, for work, traveling to Calgary quite a bit. So over a couple of weeks, I read the whole thing. It's a pretty short read, honestly, and, and it's quite... Uh, you get pretty into it, so you can you can read it quite fast. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because as I was reading it, me and Jenny have been seeing each other now for close to five months. And this was maybe a little over halfway between when we met and now. Mm-hmm. And I just remember reading and being like, wow, Jenny needs to read this. Jenny needs to read this. <laughs> and it's funny because once she started reading it, I started getting Snapchats and Instagrams <laughs> just all the time. Just like quote after quote that applied to her so well. Mm. And she's got one loaded on her phone now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I really like this one. Um, so it said, The boy reached through to the soul of the world and saw that it was a part of the soul of God. And he saw that the soul of God was his own soul and that he, a boy, could perform miracles. And that nice. was really nice. Um, oh, and there's this really cool one. Um, they returned to the gates of the monastery there, the alchemist separated the disc into four parts. This is for you, he said, holding one of the parts out to the monk. It's for your generosity to the pilgrims. But this payment goes well beyond my generosity, the monk responded. Don't say that again. Life might be listening and give you less the next time. And I thought that was, like, very interesting and very true. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, because I get, yeah. I mean, that's a different subject altogether, but... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can talk about it if you want to. It's yeah. up to you. But just, uh, The Alchemist was fantastic, and it's all about following your dream mm-hmm. and just being yourself. Like, yeah. just, like, be that person that you were meant to be and, like, imagine, like, the things that you can create for yourself. And that's also what um, that poo... <laughs> the Tao of Poo? Yeah, the Tao of Poo. Oh, right. I almost say it wrong. That was a good <laughs> <book>. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, that's what that book is all about. It's, like, try being rather than just, like, constantly doing, 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 you know? Yeah. Like, that's going to get you places, but, like, I mean, you can only, it can only take you so far. Yeah. But, um... But if you just be yourself, I don't know. Is there a way to like help people be themselves, you know? To be continued in part two.